0: Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Autism Grown Up Podcast. Today I'm going to be sharing my interview with Anne Marie Sullivan, who is the founder of Spectrum Works, a nonprofit based in the Northeast US, uh, to address a critical disconnect between an 80% unemployment for individuals on the autism spectrum and their value to the workforce as employees with inherent skills and abilities. The Autism Grown-Up Podcast is just one of the many resources that Autism Grown-Up offers. We are an online nonprofit organization focused on talking about growing up and navigating adulthood and providing the resources, strategies, and ideas, as well as support to help you along the way. Whether you're an autistic self-advocate at any age, a family member, professional, or someone who is an ally who wants to learn more, this is the place for you. Through this podcast, we share conversations and interviews as well as strategies from our resource center about people and organizations that are doing work in this exact area. There's not a lot of resources and information when it comes to those teen years and adulthood, as well as even just shifting our focus towards thinking about the lifespan itself. So this is the place where we are hoping to fill in those gaps. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Regan, so you will be hearing my voice around these parts. I am a sibling, I have two brothers on the spectrum, Tyler and Tanner, and I've been in the autism field for well over a decade at this point, from doing direct care support, social work, uh, special education and research in schools and in the community. So I've learned a lot on the way and have had so many conversations with folks just like the ones you're going to be listening to. And I wanted to share these conversations with you as well. So get ready, grab a cup of coffee or tea or your preferred beverage, and let's sit down together with today's guest. All right, y'all, this is going to be a jam-packed episode for everyone involved. For autistic adults, parents and family members, and professionals of all kinds, speaking to high school teachers, transition coordinators, and other folks doing work in the transition to adulthood field, there is something for you. Uh, I think of that for all of these episodes, but I think we specifically address all of you in different forms and fashion in this episode. Here's a little bit more background on what Spectrum Works does. The Spectrum Works Signature Job Training and Employment Program incorporates integrated on-the-job training, classroom-based learning with a focus on soft skills, and competitive employment opportunities via partnerships with participating companies. They employ highly skilled job coaches to co-locate within the companies to master the student's responsibilities in order to properly instruct and mentor them throughout the life cycle, from training to placement as interns and employees. So they're very involved along the way. And now their online remote work and learning program is a recently added distance learning version of their signature program delivered through live video conferencing. It incorporates office work assignments, career building skills, and job readiness training that is offered virtually to high schools and individuals on the autism spectrum across the nation now. This programming is available to young adults on the autism spectrum age 16 and above who are in high school or post high school so that gives you all a great sense of what spectrum works does on a day-to-day basis and i am very eager to dive in i also want to share that we discuss challenges related to transition to adulthood related to employment Uh, how Anne-Marie had a plan for Spectrum Works and then worked to get her nonprofit off the ground and running with collaborations with high schools and businesses. Uh, And then since the start of the pandemic, Anne-Marie and her team pivoted to create their own online remote work and learning program. You'll want to hear how they made this happen and learn more about the opportunities with this program. We also get into actionable steps for businesses and employers in order to build effective and sustainable diversity and inclusion programs in the workplace. I've already said enough, let's just jump into this interview with Anne-Marie Sullivan. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Autism Grown-Up podcast. Joining us today is Anne-Marie Sullivan. Hi, Anne-Marie.
1: How are you? Hi. um, Nice to meet you, and thank you so much for inviting me on here. I'm doing great today.
0: Awesome. Awesome to hear. Uh, so I would love for you to tell me and our listeners a little bit about you and your work in the
1: autism community. Okay. Do you want a little background on me before I got into autism, or do you want me to jump right into autism? Yeah,
0: I would love a little bit more about your background before you got into autism, and then we can get into
1: your work now. Okay. Okay. So um, my background is that I am I, I am or was a for profit entrepreneur. So I had publishing companies in Europe for most of my adult life, um, really medical education. So educating doctors all over Europe oh, was wow. really my, my my company did. And I wanted to do something more rewarding with my life. So after we sold the company, I sort of traveled around the world, volunteering in very remote places, trying to figure out what it would be that I would want to do to give back or just to start a nonprofit or to work with a, with a nonprofit. Um, and I worked on very grassroots projects in Papua New Guinea in the jungle to Africa. And although I you know, loved it, it was amazing. I am not an environmentalist and I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. So I, all I can do is what they tell me to do. So I felt like my skills weren't as impactful as they might or could have been. Mm -hmm. And so I started researching more and I learned about social enterprise, and that's where you could have a for-profit or a non-profit social enterprise. And I Mm -hmm. sort of fell in love with the idea of maybe I could make a bigger impact if I can use my my entrepreneurial skills in some way to help the non-profit community. And I I moved back to the States and I uh, volunteered for a non-profit consulting company in New York. And uh, we, t- we helped to start their, their social enterprise division. So we would go out and teach nonprofit executives on how to have earned income models, not just start a full-on company's nonprofit, but how you can earn income. Um, and one of the projects that they put me on was a nonprofit in New York that was owned by a very large company. Um, a nonprofit, and they were losing money, and their their organization gave job training and employment to individuals with developmental disabilities, intellectual disabilities, and they also had a, a program on the weekends um, for, for wheelchairs, but they, this special program that I, I fell in love with, I found out that they had an autism program for high school students, and so that's where I, I sort of gravitated to, and my background is that I've I, I don't have anybody in my family who has autism or any special need, and I don't like the word disability, so I'm going to try not to use that in this conversation. Um, I'll just say diverse ability. So, but when I walked through the door, I thought it helped them to write a business plan and to make make a profit, or at least not lose much, so much money. Um, but everything for me changed that day when I walked in and I saw them working. They were. Um, it was a screen printing. Um, and social enterprise and they were working and laughing, communicating and feeling productive. And when they were telling me their stories of how having a job changed their life, that changed everything for me that moment when, so I say is that I am everyone. I am everyone that doesn't have had had that connection who could be moved by seeing, meeting, and watching people with autism and other um, diverse abilities to actually work and be productive and socialize and to um, see how that changes their life in such a positive way. And so the impact, I think they had more of an impact on me than maybe I was able to have on them. I did write a plan. Um, uh, Unfortunately, they closed them down months, many months later, but um, I walked away being really moved by by this, by the interaction that I had, and I wanted to do something more. So I sort of I wrote a business plan, came up with an idea for how we can maybe make it sustainable. And um, I really wanted to focus on autism because everything that I read was 80% unemployed, more underemployed, and I felt yes. like that they were so underrepresented in terms of the employment sector. And I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to have the same impact that I that I saw on um, these the people that I met. And I wanted to participate in that. Mm-hmm. Love
0: that. I love that story so much. I didn't realize that was your background leading up to this point. I don't think we've had anyone on the pa- podcast quite yet with your unique experience in that you don't have a background in autism or know a family member or have, um, have been impacted by it personally. So I so appreciate You coming on and sharing your story too, because I think we need more people to get involved that way too uh, in our work. And uh, we talked, we touched on some things here and there, but I would love to deep dive with you on some topics that are really important to you um, since even just starting Spectrum Works and where you've what's that's led down for you.
1: Um, Well, for me, I sort of touched on it, as you said, um, important topics for me. Um, in my learning process those years ago was employment. I felt like that is something that wasn't being considered, and there was such potential, and I had seen it. And I felt that if other people saw it, that they would be the same as me. They would they would open their eyes and want to help, and they just they didn't know what they didn't know. So that's what that was my feeling, and also the transition um, part the high school part. So starting at 16, at a very young age, I felt very passionate about the idea of helping people very young so that they have that opportunity when they graduate from high school. So the whole mission of Spectrum Works is to give job training and employment to high school students and young adults with autism by building inclusive workforces at companies. Um, And so that's sort of how we work. And right now we work with about 25 high schools and they send their students to our program from the age of 16 till 21. And they work, we co-locate within a business. And we do everything from distribution to, to manufacturing. Uh, we're going to get into retail, and IT, graphic design, and office work. Um, but the idea is more than that. You know, we talked about, you asked me what's important to me. What's important topic to me is that I feel like educating companies, working with high schools, So start them young. I feel like if you can start people young, you have much better opportunity for them to be integrated. And so when they graduate, the idea is that they get hired by our partner companies, but even if they don't, because maybe they don't want that job or there's one not available, they learn these transferable skills that they can use elsewhere. But so I believe passionately about the idea of starting it at a very young age, integrated into real work experiences at real companies. Um, and educating those companies at the same time, because that's what we do. We work with the university, Montclair University Center of Autism Excellence. They help to us create a curriculum that we've developed for our soft skills curriculum, which we do on-site at these companies, but we also use that to educate companies about autism, understanding autism and different topics. So we educate their workforce. We educate our our students that come through our program and together that's how you make impact. Is so the topics that we're interested in for me is employment transition in high school into um, adulthood. So make sure you use those years effectively um, and then educating the companies and then post high school. I feel like once people have graduated They everybody knows that they fall off the cliff and there aren't the same type of services and especially in employment and so it's those the adults the the young adults to the adult population is really what I feel like what I want to um I want to make a difference in everything but that's what we focus on is the life of um the person and they have a that's where we. You want them. Everybody wants to be productive. Everybody wants to be valued, have something to do, um, make a paycheck, be independent, be able to advocate for themselves if you can. And so, those are the skills you gain when you're training to be employed or being an intern or at employment. You also make friendships, right? That's how we yeah. make our friendships, through through work. So I feel like it's um those are those are the reasons why I choose those. Those would be my things that are near and dear to my.
0: I love those. Those are right up my alley, too, anne <laughs> Main reason why we, yeah, we are, are always encouraging families and students and professionals to be thinking about as early as possible, to be working on these life skills and vocational skills, especially in high school when you can put that on the transition plan. That's amazing that you are thinking about the workforce from multiple perspectives, from the student as well as training those who are on site working in this workplace. So I'd love to get into um, Spectrum Works and then talk about how it's kind of set up within the high school setting or bringing in the high school students. So uh, how long ago did Spectrum Works get started and what were some of the things that helped you to get started with getting connected with high schools and businesses? Because that is a troublesome spot for a lot of high school teachers if they're like listening to this episode, they're trying to figure out What are some community-based instruction sites that we can link with that would be really helpful for our students? Um, Definitely post-COVID times, but also maybe if they're thinking about remote learning or remote working type of things too.
1: Okay, that's a great question. Um, So we started in 2013. Although in 2011 is when I wrote the plan and tried to get funded. So that was challenging to, to yeah. find the funding to, to um, start the organization. Um, we got some money from some small amount of money from the New York Yankees. And then we got the Department, the Department of Labor Innovation and Startup Grant, which helped Great. us to start our organization. Um, the way we started working with high schools. Um, I just started to to try to network by going to different events uh, and things like that. And I met one, um, two amazing women who started a school. um, And uh, those two founders um, are still all these years later, they were my first customer, and they are still sending students to us all these years later. But um, they have an amazing school. It's not just for autism. Um, It is for other type of of um diverse abilities um and issues, issues issues it is an amazing school um and because of them believing in us we got our first set of students who came to our program and it grew from there so that's how the connection started and we in terms of getting other schools for so for us you know, we they start. They can start at 14, but 16. So even the the virtual one that I'll talk about that we started, but the on site one, um, our office program, we have. You can, you, some could start at 14 if they want to, but the majority started 16. And so the developing of those relationships was going out and trying to talk to, to talk to schools, talking to transition coordinators. Tradition Coordinators Network, there happens to be one in New Jersey, but really trying to find schools that would believe in the idea. And the idea is, I'll just reiterate, so the idea is to work with high schools and post high school, and they come to the program during their normal day. So we are part of their day. They come to us. We give them, my job coaches learn the jobs. It's not a typical job coach who just supports We learn every job from graphic designer to whatever the job might be. So we can better support the company and the student in that learning environment. Um, And we also have created that soft skills curriculum. So in addition to just being out on the the work site working, um, we also, spend some of the time giving them the soft skills in using a conference room with these businesses and we give them the soft skills training everything from stress management that we worked with montclair university to to develop a stress management self-regulation find anxiety is one of the biggest reasons why some of our students won't be able to maintain a job is the anxiety level that they have so we feel like that's a really something important that we try to help them right from the beginning safety uh, how you dress attire communication skills so all the things that they need but what's different than teaching it in a high school setting is that they learn in a real setting and then they go out and practice it and then they come back so it is all truly integrated and so the idea is to rail that out to companies across New Jersey, New York, and then the country, like that is the goal is so that we find partner companies in different industries. And as I said, distribution, manufacturing, but we also work with graphic design, um, IT, um, office, data entry, all of those things. We're trying to get into very large retail, not the typical retail setting, but like um, larger type of um, structure ideas and things like that hospitality so the ones we were we had a very big deal with a very huge one and then COVID happened and so <sighs> was owned. um which sort of leads me to the the uh, the will lead me to the virtual program that we've started right. but for us building relationships with companies is more than just um going in and asking to them to do charity i don't believe in that I, that's not my model my model is that we could help you Uh, We can work together in a mutually beneficial relationship um, where I can help your employees feel better about you and better about coming to work because they get to help. And somebody every day, um, just by being a mentor or helping them at work or just talking to them and say hello um, there's so many things that you can do that helps your own workforce as well as corporate social responsibility but you could also get really great employees who have a pipeline from high school to to hiring them in COVID they're they're hiring they just asked to hire another one of my students so we're looking for a recent graduate so because they already have seven of them in there and know that they're great wow. so We, we, we changing mindsets. That's, that's what we we need to do. We want to, everybody is me in 2011. I didn't know, but once I knew and saw and worked side by side with people who, who had autism and other diverse abilities, I understood um, what they bring to the table in so many ways. And I feel like the more that we can do that, the more it will open up. Some, maybe some companies, obviously, not all companies will want to do it. But on the other hand, I think many would if, if they had a, um, an easy way to do it with supports um, and were exposed to it. So those are, those. that's kind of how it is. And we, so we, we were looking for more partner companies and now we've transitioned to virtual. So two days after the schools closed here on the East Coast, we had our, our remote program open Um, and almost all the schools have gone remote to our remote program, and it's just been incredible because my job coaches, as I said, they really go the extra mile, like they care. It's because they care. They're all um, college graduates in either social work, education, psychology, and going back for their master's, and they all care in a very deep, deep way, and I think that's what makes the difference And I'm sure there's lots of organizations that do that. So I'm just partial that my staff is is very caring and and they they've gone through this remote. Um, we set up this remote program, and it's really helped because some of our schools that we serve are underserved schools. So you know we get, you know computer connections and not having the technology, but we've taught them how to work remotely. So we use Microsoft Teams, we use Microsoft Office 365, we use Zoom, we use Google Meetup, we use whatever the school, every school is different. And my, mm-hmm. we, my staff has now is, is capable in all, but we try to use Microsoft Teams because it's very secure. Um, and there's no problems and so we tend to use that if the school doesn't have it, but they learn how to work remotely, how to how to work in a virtual conversation with a couple of people in group activities, we do all our group activities, three to four people in soft skill training, but they actually do real work. So the same office program that we had on site, they do yeah. here, they do everything right. from graphic design to data entry to making PDF fillable forms for, for people doing internet research. Um, as well as learning the graphic design programs and all the Microsoft programs. And some are learning some programming. And so what we found though is, so we're trying now to reach out to um, organizations across the country, all schools and parents across the country, we're trying to outreach to and tell them, we got our first person parent from New York signed up. Um, We have interest from California, all over the United States, we're getting people who are interested to, to do it, normally we don't work directly with the parent through, we try to work through the high schools so that the high schools okay. pay for the program, right? So we've never worked directly for the parents to do that. And so we try, uh, but post high school, there's lots of parents um, that are interested as well and individuals with autism who've reached out to us directly. And so now we're trying to you see know, if we can take this opportunity because in the remote setting, you, you lose. You, you, you lose some of, of what you have um, on, on site, but we can try to replicate as much as possible and to give that, they get one-on-one with our job coaches as they're doing their work assignments, they, they virtually um, back and forth as they're doing things, asking questions and those um, little group sessions on the soft skills training, they get to interact with other people. And many of the students have just told us that there's, they miss us and they miss the students but they like not having to take the bus. They like being able to work from home. So there's pros and cons, but they miss that social interaction, which you, sometimes you might not think. Everybody's different. Uh, you know, Some people do, some people don't. Same as all, everyone in this world. We don't all like to be very social and some of us do. This gives them the opportunity to connect with somebody every day who cares about them and help them with the skills that they need to do. The future is remote. It's just gonna be, this just speeded up everything. It's not ideal for our, for always for our population, but it, it will be probably in the future, remote like a hybrid. Some you work from home a couple of days, you work from the office a couple of days, and in some jobs that could be really good. So understanding and practicing and training and learning all of these things while actually getting to do some work on social skills has really proved to to be helpful. And now all the schools that, and we had a summer program too, and now all the schools that are, Um, coming back for September that are hybrid or virtual are signed up already. They're going to continue with us, but we're really, that's what I'm really hopeful about your program is that we can reach an audience outside of where we are to say is that you know, it's, and you know, if you're still in high school, let's work with your high school to try to get them to to have it during their normal school day. Um, If they've already graduated, we can try to work to figure out how the support systems of the government work, like DDD and in, in, New, in New, New Jersey, Department of Developmental Disabilities, were approved for them in New Jersey, but we're gonna try and do that in the states where we get interest as well. So the parents and us can have a symbiotic relationship if, even if they're the first one in that state, we can work together to make this happen with their high school, if they're still in high school, if they've graduated, what or, how do we navigate that system together? Um, we want this to be long-term because we feel that even after COVID, who knows when that's going to be, so one of the people in New York already said that she wants our student, regardless of her child, to have it remote, on-site at school, because he wants to work in an office setting, so it would be fine. Yeah. Um, and then we get partner company, hopefully someday, when he graduates, we'll near closer to them that that's an opportunity. So we really want to get our, our the idea across that we're here um, and we can be anywhere in the States.
0: You're ready to go. Seriously.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, it's this is amazing that you all were able to get this off the ground. You said two days after schools had closed. I'm just mm-hmm. amazed. Um, and it just it, you do bring up amazing points too about like remote learn remote work opportunities are just going to increase over time. Um, workforces have to work with this right now, so they're open to this type of thing. Uh, I did have a question for. Um, so you mentioned that you are looking for people to sign up. Are that is this an ongoing process? Is there like a deadline?
1: What about that one? No like? deadline. Even no our deadline. even our onsite program, there's no deadline. Okay. Um, we're so flexible with our high schools for the number of hours, when they start. We work around the, that the the individual and the school. If it's a school, if it's after after school or um, they've graduated from high school and they're adults. We work with the, the families as well. So we don't have a rigid start this day, you go through this. No, we're very flexible on start date whenever they, they, they can, um, number of hours. Hi, whenever. Although, you know, if you're just going to do one hour, you know, uh, one That's, a week, you're not going to help. Your, you're not going to be helped to get, a, to get a job. So, I mean, but there, um, other than that, we are very flexible on all the other stuff, our hours, okay. days, start times, end times, things like that. Um, and the beginning and end of the program to begin with. Okay. So rolling, we do it all the time. It happens every day, um, and so um, we're there from you know eight thirty to eight thirty till four thirty, um, okay. and we're able to accommodate any hours that anybody yes.
0: That's fantastic because I think even before COVID, there were some limitations just on the twenty five high schools you could work with, and that was also. Yeah, having to think about the workday that way. So that's really wonderful to hear. And then uh, just to further clarify to um, adults of any age, or are you still thinking like those young adulthood years?
1: Um, we work with, I mean, it, it just so happens we we don't turn away anybody. It just so happens they're usually, you know, under, you know, un- they've been typically usually. under 35, but that's just because that's who's who's approach us after. After the um, and our post high school program, um, okay. that's the the um, the people who have approached us. But we don't have an age limit. on.
0: That's great to hear. Okay, okay, because I'm sure we have some listeners who were curious about that. That maybe trying to look for something that they were working and need. They were working like on site, like doing landscaping or something retail based, and then they need they want to shift and pivot and find something different. I think this will be a
1: great opportunity for them too. Yeah. And I just forget to say one of the other things that we teach them and we still do that remotely right. is so we, we call job readiness is the the soft skills sort of curriculum and on the job training is the actual real work. And then we have career yeah. development, which is everything to do with finding a job, resume writing, cover letters, searching, interviewing skills, all of that finding figuring out what kind of career you want, we also do that as part of our um, onsite curriculum as well as the virtual so helping with all of those, those sort of skills um, and is is something that we're still doing virtually
0: okay, great. I love hearing that piece too. Thank you for breaking that down uh, and then um curious too with even just like it's been a few months now with the switch. To virtual, do you have any um, stories or any things that have happened that are wonderful moments that you think people, our audience would love to hear about?
1: From the virtual program, or just in general?
0: Maybe in general, if you have, mo- if you, if something
1: stands out to you now. I'll, I'll
0: start with one that happened
1: yesterday. Um, oh yeah, let's
0: do it. It's fresh
1: yesterday or the day before I'm losing track of my days it was the day before (laughs) Um, you know you're virtual I'm like I I barely know what I have to look at a calendar to see what day of the week it is um so we had a photographer come and one of my um somebody who came through my program they doing an article on him and so that's like the nearest thing that just happened I'll start with that one so yeah he I can give you his name because he's very open about about um, being on the spectrum and he has Asperger's and he, he came to my program. He was my first, very first participant. He was post high school. So he was going in his first year of college as a gra- as a graphic designer um, and he didn't have any work experience. He had some volunteer experience and he came to my program. He stayed with us for several years. We taught him everything from graphic design and, um he was working with graphic design but he also worked in a factory and distribution setting everybody does they go through and they rotate through positions and he did well and we went we were at a company called rent the runway you might not know them but it's a the fashion company you you can rent the dresses they send all over the United States and so that was one of our partner companies and we made him a mentor so our students that come through the program at, that was at our, that are and want to um, we try to make them mentors to other students so he became a mentor to several five to ten students in that new setting and he was uh, mentoring them and teaching them and making sure that they understood how to do the job and working with them and so he became a mentor and then we got him a job as a pre-press uh, production coordinator, um, which is a graphic artist at one of our partner companies um, where, where he was working, um, doing their graphic design, working with um, different concert artists, not drawing them, but fixing all, all of the graphics as they came in to make sure they were ready to go to print. So, wow. uh, he also had created his own animated series from when he was 10 called the Taylor Cubs. And I was helping him, even I have no connections to anybody who does animated TV series or was trying to help him. And he, we, he connected to um, Christine from Sesame, she created the Sesame street character for autism. Oh, okay. So the, yes. He's the person who, who, so she invited us to her home um, to help him with his, So we went to her house for lunch and um, a while ago, a couple of years ago, and we we presented his idea for the series and she gave feedback and ideas and we went back and we're going to help him to write the pitch deck thing that she talked about, send it to her for for comments. She was so kind. She has a brother. She had a brother who had autism. So she was very um, connected and interested to, to help him. And a couple of months after she had started to do that, she had called me and, and said, Do you think that he, we're doing a new PBS TV series, animated series, and we'd like him to be a consultant. Do you think he would? And I'm like, Absolutely, he's the best person in the world to do that. I, he does teach, he does speaking engagements with me um, and things like that. I said, He would be wonderful. He's been a consultant now for almost two years on this the PBS series called um, Hero Elementary. It's for like ages six to eight, I think. Um, It's an amazing series, all your viewers should go out. AJ Gadgets is his character who happens to have autism, although they haven't talked about that yet. They're just making him part of the team. He's got some quirks. And then eventually next year, they're gonna introduce the fact that he has Asperger's. They just, and what I think is so important, what I talked about is we have to educate the public and everyone and the Sesame tree character, Julia starts him very, very young. So and then this this takes up the I next age range. You. And you're he's just part of the group. He's just he's a superhero and mm-hmm. he's just part of the group. So that's when they finally introduce it, people will just be like, well, he's that's just him, and they'll understand it more. And so that's how society is changing, is like the media portrayal is changing. Start him young, teach everyone about inclusion. And then when they get to programs like mine, we're going to, we have a new project that we're working on to educate corporations and all people, society. And then by the time that they get to work in companies, they won't think anything of it. Inclusion will just be because we had it as we were growing up, it just is. And so that um, I would say is go look at Hero Elementary. Um, so the article is about his consultancy on Hero okay. Elementary about how he got started spectrum works and the connection and then the sesame street christine um, is part of the interview as well Um, so we're going to do it at this so i would say is he's had a um he's he's he was invited for autism speaks down to washington um, dc for a conference to be a speaker so his progression of when he started with us to where he is now and he's the kindest human being i've ever met in my entire life Um, couldn't wish more better things for him so hopefully that article will come out and get him an opportunity where somebody will see his his uh, Taylor Cubs and give him a his own TV series. Um, yes, yeah, absolutely. That what be, was his name? Uh, Dennis Taylor. Dennis, Dennis, Taylor. Taylor. Okay. Dennis Taylor. And I mean, and I feel like people should know, okay, it, it's a great story. And there needs to be more of those. We all need to make our dreams come true. He, he really wants to make money, a lot of money, so that he can buy a zoo or a animal shelter. He has, we all have hopes and dreams. Some of them are out of our reach, but that doesn't stop us from being able to have those dreams. What What can we do that maybe, you know, instead of getting his animated series, he got to do graphic design, you know? But like, what can we do to make small small moves towards some dream that may never come true, but we all need to have, some I some dream and then you need to make it realistic because we all need to have a realistic job. Um, and so I would say him being being um, having that opportunity that he has now. Um, and they did 80, 80 series. I think they did eighty television series. They did um, already scripts.
0: Wow. Yep. Yeah. Very productive. It's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, yeah I he think got this... to. Sorry oh, again. Sorry. Sorry. There you go. I was just saying his story is such a great reason why we need more of his stories to be a part of the day-to-day fabric of like this these are things that happen absolutely people can hit it out of the park that way and pursue their
1: post-secondary goals and jobs yeah that's what I feel and he he um he helped on the autism the characteristics of the person with autism um, as well as she t- she was telling me when I was talking to Christine and we were we were sort of doing an interview with her she said that he also picked up on details that she never would have like they said something in the past episodes long time ago and then he would be like but that's not consistent to what you did you know Dominic and she's like that's that's a that's a job in, in Hollywood. You know, that's a job that people yeah. have to do. Consistency. I forgot what she called it, but like, it's just- um writer or something. Well, I don't know, writer, but or finding a consistency or in, in things over, but script writing, whatever it Or
0: might a be. script um, supervisor or something like that.
1: I forgot what it was, yeah. yeah. So you, you never know what somebody is capable. You need opportunities. And the more we can educate society, the more opportunities there will be.
0: Absolutely. I love that story so much. Thank you for sharing Dennis's story. Uh, and as we as you start thinking about the future, I mean it's definitely very obvious with thinking ahead with this virtual program itself uh, and how versatile it is going to make getting a job and getting these uh, job readiness skills and getting that training. Uh, through Spectrum Works, uh, what are some things that are also for you top of mind as you want to focus on, address, and/or support?
1: I'm, I couldn't hear the first word. On um, uh,
0: what are some things that are top of mind for you as you look towards the future?
1: Okay, um, we I can't talk too much in detail about it, but even before COVID, we were um, implementing a very large IT project. Very right? large platform that we're developing um, that should be launched uh, end of first quarter of next year. And so we are going to be, um, it's a, I'm not gonna go into all the details, but eventually we're gonna need caregivers to help us with, with, with feedback and things like that. So I uh, could reach out and we can ask your listeners to perhaps um, if they wanna, but we're gonna be educating companies, um, high schools, individuals with autism, their caregivers, Um, universities and build and and as well as helping them to build um, all of them um, using our model to build programs across the country so it's a very large undertaking we hopefully at the end of this month we get our funding from one of the largest healthcare providers in the country um, who believes in the idea and so hopefully that all comes through Um, and this time next year hopefully we're in a very different position in terms of of moving the needle and sort of changing the paradigm for autism and employment in, in the US. Hopefully awesome.
0: the world. Yeah, hopefully the world, yes. <laughs> and as we think about um, working with other companies and businesses on developing sustainable diversity and inclusion programs, what would you say are three actionable steps that they can take to do so?
1: Um, I think the first would be to find a champion at your company, a high level executive who would be there to at least believe in the idea enough to go have you find research about it. Like if you're, or maybe that's the high level executive who's the one who has the idea, you know, you never know. But having that buy-in, at least for them to say, I I think it's a good idea. Why don't you find out some more information? Um, And then the second step would be to pair up with, with some organization like a Spectrum Works we help with um, implement to come up with a plan, an idea of a plan, and an action plan to, to even finish the plan. You know, it sounds like a lot of, I mean, there's a lot you need to know before you, you, you start, but to come up, what are those goals? What is an action plan to get you there? Um, and then education, as we keep talking about throughout this whole thing, an actionable item could be first step at educate, educate your workforce about diversity and inclusion in general, but diversity and inclusion, d is more than just diversity. You can have a diversity program, but if you don't have inclusion, then you don't have anything. A culture of inclusion is what we want to educate people about. So that's what we're about. That's what our new project's about. Um, it's all about that. Um, so I would say is, You don't have to start right away um, with hiring the people. We just want you to do the first step, which is those steps. is on the way, the roadmap, the path, start them on the path to that. That would be great.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Education is key, and to build up that openness, that helps with the champion, too. I always say that for the high schools we've worked with, too, and to think about, uh, systems level change or an organizational level change those Mm -hmm, people are going to be our cheerleaders and the guiding light to what we are working towards awesome and then as we lean towards our last couple of questions uh in times like these we definitely need some things to be celebrating so what are you excited about and looking forward to in the coming months you may have alluded to this already but it's my platform
1: it's our platform that's it that's uh and the virtual program to be honest I feel like yes. it's it's an opportunity um, right now the, the the platform is coming it's in development but the but the virtual program every day when we get when we look on our forum that I'll tell you your, your people your audience could go look at and fill out if they want more information but when we see like all, like the interest from all over the country which is an op- which is something that wouldn't have happened if, if if we weren't where we are so of course it's there's always negative it's it's we're in bad place right now every you know the the world um but there there are opportunities and for us um we we we're trying to take this opportunity to, to help um all over the u.s and and make a difference and so i'm looking forward to every time i we go on and I go online and check that list to see who was interested. Um, we tried to do a Facebook campaign to reach parents. Um, we're trying to find caregiver organizations around the country so that we can have a reach into states as well. Um, but you know it's just going on, and I look forward to seeing all, all the new people that potentially might want to might want to work with us that we can be a part make. of it. children's lives yeah absolutely their lives.
0: absolutely yeah. And then how can people listening to this episode get in touch with Spectrum Works, fill out that form and get started in other things too?
1: Okay, um, sure they could, since if it's, it depends on who's listening. Um, so if it's a, something program related, so whether somebody at a, a high school personnel, uh, the per, person with autism themselves, um, a caregiver, um, then they would, they would email Beverly. So Beverly, B-E-V-E-R-L-Y, at spectrumworks.org and she's the she's my program director so she's the person who you would talk to about that and or you can go to our website just to look around it's um w org, and you can read a little bit about it but if you go to the top parts about the school program Um, one of the program it'll be the first link which says um, virtual program and you can read about our virtual program and you can fill out the form download a a flyer um, so you can read more about it and then fill out the form which would just um, and then we would contact you in any case if it's somebody out there that you know is interested in is a company um, and wants us to start working with a company near them um, virtually, right now, or or if we're not far from, if they're in New York, New Jersey, um, in Connecticut, Pennsylvania, this area, right away, we can start working with them. But virtually, we can work with anybody. You can email me, um, Ann Marie, A N N, M A R I E, at spectrumworks.org. Um, or any other um, general questions, speaking, or you know um, things like that, they, they can reach out to me. Very cool. Yeah,
0: I bet you will will get a lot more interest after people listen to this episode. We love actionable things and things like this that are happening in the community and are very happy to share this out too. So, everything that you just talked about too, and all the things we talked about in this episode will be in our show notes so people can just click through and access those too.
1: So, thank you so much, Henry. We'd ask you one question. What What do you think? What are you looking, what are your three things that you're looking forward to? Um.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm looking forward to continued growth of this podcast. Uh, We just had like a recent bump bump from, I'm not sure from where recently. So it's been really cool to see it spread with and see it come up with caregiver groups and other spaces on Facebook. And um, I'm looking forward to... Some other things with autism growing up is we're trying to build out a resource center. So we're creating some great PDFs and guides and workbooks, as well as like visual supports that parents and adults on the spectrum can easily just like download and use right away on their phone for like, we have a post-it note template so they could download and be like, oh, these are my reminders for the day, or I need to grab my keys right here and never forget my phone when I leave the door. So those types of things that I, I use for myself and my family and other families I work with. I'm very happy to just like get those out there I was, um, and see people use those. And then the other That's amazing. I
1: think your podcast is great. Like I yeah. and you're making a difference um, in, in people's lives and, and resources are great, especially actionable things that you can use.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm all about, are these actionable resources. I kind of got tired, I love working with a bunch of other autism organizations in our community, because that just was part of my life, because I have two brothers on the spectrum, but it is fairly limiting, and I got very tired and frustrated of hearing like, oh yes, we do that, but then it's like a five-year wait list, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been really cool to see uh, autism organizations like ours locally in North Carolina, our Autism Society of North Carolina has recently started doing more things online, which is what our families had been asking for for years, especially ones in our rural communities that cannot go to like a weekly meeting. So that's been really, really great to see too, and to share that as well.
1: Oh, wow, so that that sounds amazing. I think yeah. you're, um, I think we're on the same. We're we're both on the same thing. Doing, having things yes. that actually. Done, um, not just theory or or things but what can I do what how can I make a difference and what are those things that we can do and here's the tools to do them with.
0: exactly yeah I got very tired of hearing in grad school over and over again that like theory and research takes 27 years or something like that it's <laughs> crazy to actually get to the people who need it and I'm like that's not okay we need to be doing this right now
1: and you are you yeah, started yeah we're well. trying.
0: Yeah, that's part of this, this goal here. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And for thank us. you all for, for to listening to question. today's episode.
1: <laughs> I got you can check out about
0: everything about. that we talked about um, in our yeah, show notes thanks, on, the on the grown up website, so Autism Grownup website, autismgrownup.com. And this is also linked in the description of this episode, wherever you are listening today. And this leads me to a quick ask. So if you found value in this episode and know that others would really also benefit from listening to this podcast please leave us a rating and review. This really, truly helps others in the autism community be able to find us easier online. You can also take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast on your phone or whatever device and tag us at Autism Grown Up. That's pretty much our tag everywhere. And that also helps get the word out about the show in a big way. So thank you ahead of time for doing that. And. Thank you so much again for listening to another episode of the AGU podcast. I'm looking forward to our episode next week, and I'll chat with y'all soon. This episode was brought to you by our supporters. We are a nonprofit, and we would love you to become a supporter yourself of future episodes like this one. Like I mentioned, this is just one of the many resources we offer in our resource center. And we're working towards a fundraising goal on expanding our resource center, and we need your help. Go to autismgrownup.com support dash, A-G-U, to learn more and help us keep the show in our resource center running.